Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome back to The Moments That Made Me with me, your host, Roxy Nafusi. Today, I am joined by the absolutely magnetic Simone Powderly. Simone is a self-described model with a purpose, a self-care activist, and was named by Cosmopolitan as a positive game changer for 2020. I am so excited to sit down with her and learn her three defining moments. Hi, lovely. Hello. That was a lovely introduction. Oh, well, thank you so <laughs> Thank so you. much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I, I'm really excited. I really love the title of your podcast. I was like, oh, this is going to be a good one. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. That's so sweet of you to say. I've been following your Instagram and I'm just obsessed with you. You just have the most infectious <laughs> smile and I can oh. just feel your energy from the screen. <laughs> That's good. I like that. I'm always wondering, like, how does it feel for people? Because, you know, with Instagram these days, you really don't know. So I always hope, like, oh, I hope people come on my page and just get, like, a boost of energy when they come on. Oh, they do. (laughs) Keep doing it. Keep doing whatever you're doing. So we basically just go straight in at the deep end. Okay. (laughs) first defining moment. (laughs) Right. So my first defining moment I guess, I mean, I always start, started, it's definitely from healing from my trauma because that's essentially how I've got to be where I'm at. Um, so just to give you a little bit of background about it. Um, so I experienced childhood trauma from the age of seven till my teen years, but didn't really speak out to my 20s. And then I went on the journey of therapy and then I decided to report it so my whole 20s is like a blur to me sometimes honestly but um that was a very defining moment and I think where I have this kind of profile now on social media profile people just see you know the kind of the finishing of like who you are so I always mm. try to just like I've always been honest and raw and tried to tell my journey and yeah I would say that was a very defining moment because it allowed me to I know it's cliche as it may sound like be the person that I needed when I was younger like now and I feel like I'm so me because I was able to kind of be on that journey and speak out about it of course so before you had kind of spoken out and began that sort of journey to healing what was like how was your trauma kind of manifesting itself in within you 
I know. Yeah. So for me, it was in my relationships. So romantic relationships, um, relationship with my, like my siblings, my mom, um, because they weren't aware. So I guess in my teen years, it was very much, you know, she's so moody. She's so angry, mm. but they, they didn't know what I was going through. Um, and then in my twenties, it was more, you know, like you're meant to be going out with your girls, having fun. I was very much so anxious going out. And I, I think I just didn't have the terminology then. Like I knew mm-hmm. I was obviously what I went through in my childhood, but I just, I didn't know it would affect me as much because, you know, it, it kind of stopped in my teens. And then I thought, okay, go and live my life. It, it stopped. You're, you're safe now. But the reality was, no, it, um, you know, I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder and, it was just really affecting my life. So yeah, it was affecting my relationships, um, just being able to do things and feel comfortable within myself. And I was like, I need, I need to get the help. Um, mm. So yeah, that's when I kind of went on the journey to get the help. And it wasn't easy. Like I really didn't want the labels, Roxy. I was just like, no, I mm. don't want like, you know, mental health and have these labels on me. But it really made me understand myself better and my family. Like they're like, oh, we understand now. And mm. they've been so supportive on the journey. So yeah. So what was your first step? What was the first step that you took? speaking to my family about it so telling them and then that threw how, me a little how bit was because- can you talk me through the lead up to, to making <laughs> okay. that decision so it wasn't like come home let's all sit down and have a a, a chat it was more mm. my mum was with um a few of my family members in the kitchen I was just upstairs tidying my room doing something and I could, I could hear them talking about things and then um, I just called my mum up and said it, it happened to me and um, because they were talking about abuse and things like that and the history of it and I just I don't know what it did it just triggered me just say it just just go on and say it so I wow. literally just called her up and I stood on the stairs and I just said and she looked at me and I was like and it just yeah it wasn't it just said and it, and it happened to me and then when when that happened it was more of it wasn't like a, it wasn't a relief at first. It was more like, oh my God, I want it back now because, because then everyone knew I had so many, like my family members and like my mom trying to talk to me and I just really zoned out. Like I really found myself dissociating a lot more. Mm-hmm. And then it was more of like, okay, so what do you want to do? Do you want to go here? Do you want to do this? And I was just like, oh my God, I want it back. I don't want anyone to know because oh. I just didn't want anyone to treat me different. I think that's yeah. what was really important to me. It's like, you know, I've carried this for how many years and, um so that was that was initially the first step speaking out then I followed on going to the doctors to try and get a little bit support but I was very reluctant um so I used to always just go and say I was sick and tired a lot like oh there's something wrong I'm really tired I feel really sick I'm not you know I'm sleeping a lot and then she made me she said oh can you fill out this form and then I just I said I just burst out crying saying I know what it is and then I told her and then that's when we went on the journey to you know do um some therapy and I was referred to do talk therapies and I think that's when you know the real kind of step and the you know speaking about it from what what had happened to me and the effects of it all wow Oh my gosh, you know, when you just said that story about just standing on the stairs, yeah. my whole body kind yeah. of like tingled. Oh. <laughs> it was weird, yeah. just like, oh my goodness, just imagining that 
that moment. And you know what I think is really interesting is that, you know, people often ask with any like kind of journey when you kind of make the decision to hear is like, is there this one like explosive moment? And I mm-hmm. often find that actually it's just a period of just being so exhausted by it all that you actually just exactly. can't take it anymore. And I feel like that was very much true for you. There doesn't seem to be one like in the short amount that you've told me, I don't know if I'm being presumptuous, but it's not that <laughs> there was this one moment, but you were just like, you're just tired, just exhausted, yeah. couldn't hold it in anymore. Just like, I can't yeah. carry this round. Definitely. Yeah. No, there wasn't like, it was just literally, it was like my whole body just said, no, come on, come on. And then it just, I just, I just said it. Um, there was never, yeah, there was just never a plan because I, with me, I'm such a caring soul. So mm. with me, Roxy, I was thinking about everyone else, like, okay, how's this going to affect my mum? Or how's this, oh. or will they believe me in all these things? So it was more like, yeah. how is this going to change my whole family dynamic, dynamic when I tell them? So there was just so much to consider. But in that moment in time, it, it was just leaving, leaving me. <laughs> Bless you. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you start talking therapy. Sorry, I'm asking you yes. so many questions. I'm just oh no, oh. you're fine. It's um, okay. <laughs> so you start talking therapy and what is that like? Because I think for a lot of people who are holding on to something that has been traumatic mm-hmm. and anything that is, has really just, they've carried around for a long time. The idea of talking is just it's like this huge mountain you just think how can I possibly begin to talk openly about something that I that's been within me for so long so how was the journey for you by doing it within talking therapy um so I remember when I first when I first went in I was like this is not going to work for me like sitting down with someone and just like talking and I'm very much a like I use humor like humor is such a part of my healing so I'd go into my sessions and she'd be like okay Simone I'm just gonna wait and I'll just talk about everything except the actual <laughs> the actual trauma and then she would literally they but they're so skilled in what they do so they know how to like you know break you but in a most gentle way so mm. it wasn't like it was very much about what were my goals and what I wanted to you know, speak about, but it, it, it was, it, it was definitely not, it was definitely a journey in terms of getting there and be open. It didn't happen on the first session. I think it took about five sessions to feel like, okay, I'm in a safe place. I yeah. can talk about this. And, you know, sometimes, and what I appreciated about my therapist was, so I come from a drama background and I'm quite a like creative so I can't necessarily just sit and talk I need so she would do improvisation and like drama with me to help me um deal with things and I think that's beautiful about therapy because it differs for everyone else um so she really catered to my needs to be able to kind of deal with you know the childhood trauma that I experienced and you know remind me that I'm now adult Simone because there'll be sometimes we'll talk about things and she'd literally look at my body and say Simone you're going back to your inner child like it was insane experience yeah and she'd be like okay stand up and to help me kind of come back to being adult Simone because when I was talking I'd literally go into like my fragile self yeah um yeah so I would I think for me it was just it was almost nice as well having a stranger because you know I had to deal with all my family members dealing with it but the fact that I could go to this session offload and then leave and I know she's not taking it anywhere else with her 
Yeah. Like, that's it. Um, so that was also really important for me because I just, you know, it's such a vulnerable thing to do, but it was just nice to know, like, okay, you're not going to project anything on me. I'm just literally, you're here to help me and guide me and, you know, see something in, see what, what is in me, but to get it out of me basically. Um, and that's what it is. Cause it's more, it, I think it always comes from you when you're talking to them, you just need that little support. Um, but I just always remember my goals that I had with her. So we used to write goals down and one of them was like, it wasn't my fault. And like the percentage of how much I thought it was my fault was 90%, which is in, when I look back now, it was insane. And oh that's, those were some things yes. that I would, w- w- was working towards like my therapy so yeah it always differs from person to person and I know for some people it's like no I cannot see myself doing that but I had other things that I enjoyed doing as well to kind of that I found quite therapeutic oh that is just she sounds like the most firstly amazing therapist like wow (laughs) and also I really love I think just for anyone that is going to therapy or has just started or is thinking about it. I love that you've actually just said that actually it did take you a while to, oh, yeah. you know, because, because <laughs> a lot of people go to one session and be like, mm, no, not for me. But, you know, it t- the the real kind of the reason that we've had with that therapy is so effective is, is because of what you described is because it offers us, us a safe space, but we can't feel safe in a place that we've only gone to for the first time. You know, we have to become no, familiar right. yeah. with it and, <laughs> and, and, and be with that process and then we can, you can really benefit from it. So yeah, just amazing. Wow. And thank you for sharing that with me. No, that's fine. So what was your second defining moment? My second defining moment was my modeling. So um, I, it, it kind of like links to my like healing journey, but I was quite shy, quite timid, but I loved um, drama and performing arts, but I always found myself really crumbling in places. Like if I went to like shoots or castings, I just could not do them for the life of me and I'm like Simone what what is it so I started modeling to help build my confidence and just over the years it really like empowered me um and I've had some amazing opportunities but yeah I think it really made me and it wasn't about you know feeling like pretty or sexy or anything like that it was just a moment where I felt so present and just empowered um and it just made me help me build my confidence and just see a different side to me I think because mm. it's like it's like a, you know how Beyonce has her Sasha fears that's basically yes. that's basically what I have so I think that those moments have really helped me in terms of like just feeling super empowered and visible and yeah as a little girl I always said like you know oh, I want to be on a t like a tv advert I want to see someone that looks like me and you know I had my first like hair campaign tv commercial that's still out now actually if you see a red hair on your tv screen it's me but uh oh, yeah, congratulations those- <laughs> thank you so <laughs> it has been a journey but I definitely would say that yeah, I always kept the idea of like, I can do this. And then I've just over the years built my confidence and built my confidence. I kept on shooting all the no's that I got, all the agencies that said no. I was like, okay, okay. I was like, I just kept mm. on going. So yeah, that like, if you tell me no, I'm going to prove you wrong. 
I love that. Like that. I'm oh like, my God, I love that. I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay. Or like, you know, Simone, I don't think, okay, cool. But I'm going to do it. And it was more of a sense that I enjoyed it. So it was just like, mm. I'm going to keep on doing it because I like it. And then the opportunities just came. So yeah, you, yeah, I've, I've, oh, honestly, I've been knocked down in the modern industry, but I just kept on going. So yeah, I think it's just being able to, see it now over like because I've been modeling for 10 years and I would say only the last few years is where I've been getting like mainstream campaigns as they say mm. but it was just uh, like I enjoyed it so much I was really happy doing it so yeah that was oh, I love that's that. been a moment I think it's so important to kind of remember that on any journey there are so many no's on anybody's and there are so oh, many sort of rejections so <laughs> and I really do think, and I was actually writing about this just the other day, that, you know, the the common attribute of anyone who is successful in any way, in any industry, is just their ability to kind of accept or face obstacles and rejection and then just keep mm-hmm. moving forward despite them. Because mm-hmm. they, were all, they happen to everyone, I think, for especially for people starting out when they're looking at someone that maybe they aspire to or that they find really inspirational, it's so easy to just think that they just appeared at that place but actually it is just the resilience to be able to say I'm just gonna do it no matter what I'm gonna keep on going and I'm gonna make it happen you have to yeah it's that motivation within yourself of like no I'm just I am going you have to believe in yourself I think it's a beautiful thing when you have a support system that get behind you but Mm. it truly just has to come from you um and at the time of my modeling, like I was still working like full time and things like that. And I, I loved my job that I was doing, but um, I was just always very much, is it multifaceted how we say it? Multifaceted, I just, I will, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm that kind of person. So I like mm. doing different, I like doing different things. Um, so, yeah. I love that. And do you have any, for someone that's maybe, um, you know, well, most, most people that I speak to really are struggle with self-confidence, self-worth, mm-hmm. you know, it's such an ongoing process. What are your kind of self-love practices? I always say my thing is I honour how I'm feeling. I think mm-hmm. rather than being like, oh, because I used to be like, no, I just got to get through it. I'm like, like, to be honest with you, since last night, I've been so teary. Like I've just had a oh. really teary, teary, um, teary night and teary day. So sometimes I just like, okay, I'm going to sit with how I'm feeling and I'm going to mm. honour where I'm at. And just, I'm very much all about like loving yourself. You have to love yourself because how do we teach others to love us? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. we have to set the example, but you know, I, I can appreciate if we're not taught it from our childhood or, you know, things like neg- neglect and things like that. I completely understand why sometimes well no one taught me like I never received that love and I'm very much like I'm so, like my love language is like physical affection and physical oh, touch and yeah. I just love love and I'm very nurturing <laughs> but I think that's also a side of me yeah. like no I need that too so yeah. I always say to people if there's one thing about me I'm gonna take care of myself because especially with the line of work I do if I if I don't take care of care of myself I won't be any of use to anyone else so I have to set the example and I remember just I think the other day because I was sharing so much of all the things that I do in terms of self-care like I go for like facials I go for massages and I have every single like little gadget like I I have an acupuncture mat that I lay on but I thought 
Ooh, the other day you, I, I said to you use that because <laughs> I've got one and I've never used it yes oh my god no it's so good especially like so the neck one so because yes, you have the mat have and then that. you get the little pillow yeah, honestly yeah. if you have like a headache just rest on it and it's so so good Re- um, and do you really, wear really, really a t-shirt good. when you go on it or or on bare skin so yeah I have it I do have a t-shirt I start with a t-shirt to get used to it and then I was fine I was mm. all good. Oh my god! Okay. I'm going to try it tonight. I need it. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> so I, ha- I do all. I do all these things, and I, I remember I posted. I said, "Oh, guys, I know you guys must think I live this luxury life of like she's always getting facials or massages, but it's also a part of like how I like take care of myself and with my trauma because I do hold a lot of my emotions inside. So for me, it's how I release things. So I think it's all about finding what like makes you happy and how to take care of yourself but yeah I'm all about the the self-love and just like like gratitude and affirmations like it can be a simple thing just I just don't think we honor ourselves enough and we give ourselves a hard time and you know in this day and age of social media and things like that we just it's like we never we we pick up our phones and we tap into someone else's life before we tap into our own. So it's just mm. I think taking time to just truly just honouring yourself um, and where you're at. Yes, yeah, so that's 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 kind of what I do. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. I'm literally like even just hearing you say it. I feel like I love myself more. I'm like, yes. Yes. <laughs> but it's so true. And I think what you touched on the start of honouring yourself is so key. And actually I teach that in my self-love workshop about just, it's not, it's about kind of seeing each day, like, where am I at today? What have I got yep. to give? And if you're at a, what you need when you're a one is going to be different to what you need if you're a 10. And so you've yes. just got to honor yourself at each moment, not judging where you're at, just giving yeah. yourself what you need. Even if all you need is just to rest, have fresh air, eat nourishing food mm-hmm. if that's all you can like manage in a whole 24 hours that's enough if that's that's enough yeah at. yeah I completely agree with you so yeah I love that I love that thank <laughs> you there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
So what is your third defining moment? My third defining moment, I think it's like finally. So I've launched my trauma, my healing, which is essentially it's going to be like a podcast journal Mm. and of me talking about kind of my journey. So with everything I've been through, um, basically I went to court with what happened to me, but over the years I haven't been able to talk about it. Um, So it's now my time where I feel ready to kind of have like a safe space to have these discussions and tell my journey and also Mm. just make peace with it and find some closure and then open the space to be able to talk to others. So yeah, I've, I've, I've finally taken the leap (laughs) because it's been years since I've wanted to do it, but like I only finished with my case, everything like that, like two, three years ago. So then I had to go back into therapy and then, you know, and then I just was like, do you know what? I just want to enjoy my life for a bit, but now I feel ready to where I feel, do you know what? It's time. Um, And everyone can always refer back to it if they need to. Yeah. So that's my little baby and kind of like to give something to my, my inner child, because I think I, I remember my last therapy session that I had, um, she was like, it's okay to want to just go and live your life now. You don't have to, you know, you've done, like I've done charity work. I've supported so many, um, you know, I've worked in rehabs. I've done, I've pretty much done everything in terms of like helping others. She was like, you can just be Simone. And I was like, yeah, "Yeah, but that, but, but that's, but that's still a part of me. So I think that, yeah, the defining moment for me is definitely being able to be like, you know what? I need to do this. I still like what has happened to me is still very much a part of me, but I also can separate it. But yeah, I think I'm all, it's always going to be a part of me. So yeah, it's an honor to, it's basically for my, my inner child and um, to anyone that's healing from childhood trauma or similar trauma. So yeah, that's my, my defining moment because now it's just like, okay, it's out there, it's here. Um, mm-hmm. And people are going to, you know, get to know me a little bit more rather than seeing the energetic and model self as they, <laughs> and the dancing that they tend to see on my Simone Powderly gal. I'm so, <laughs> like, genuinely so excited and so proud of you. I mean, I don't even know you, but I'm proud of you. Oh, thank I'm you, Roxy. so excited. You know, I think um, we, I had a an incredible guest who was a client of mine, Rebecca O'Byrne, a few weeks ago, and she spoke for the first time about her um, about her abuse. And mm. one thing that I felt after hearing her speak out was just that she took ownership of her own story, mm-hmm. and and I felt like there was so much power in being able to not be silenced by somebody who has abused you and to be able to say this is my story my life and I have a right to talk about it and I just I just think when I so I think that's what I'm just like yes I'm so (laughs) and and through it you, you are gonna help so so many people yeah no it's really important to me because I think 
with everything like my career is doing amazingly well but this is my passion like this is my passion and I can't mm. I can't forget that like I can't forget that that little girl is always going to be inside of me and she's mm. I can always hear her like don't forget about me like Aww. so yeah it's um it's something because every my friends are like why don't you just talk about it in your 40s or 50s like go back into working in because I used to work in a rehab and mental health and I was like no guys like I have to appreciate where I'm at now mm. and also I remember being really young and I'm thinking oh my god I only ever see people elderly kind of talking about I've never seen someone kind of you know I'm still on my healing journey and things like that like I I feel like it's a a most like relatable time for me to be able to talk about to talk about it um so yeah so that's why I'm like no I've got to do it I've got honor myself and honor my inner child and um yeah I'm I'm excited but also nervous (laughs) Oh, of course, yeah. it's so natural to be nervous. Um, but I, you have passion behind it. You know your why. You know your purpose. Yes. And so there's no way it's not going to be a phenomenal success. I just know it. Oh, thank you. So for anyone listening who doesn't know about inner child work, could you explain a little bit about what that oh, is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know everyone's always like, Simone, you always talk about this inner child stuff. So... What I make of it is, so we all have our inner child. And I'm not saying everyone has had some form of trauma, but I'll give you an example. I honour my inner child by, like, giving the stuff that she needs. So, like, my dancing is a form of my therapy. Like, I love to dance. And that's where I most feel free. And it's giving the love and the care that you probably felt you needed when you were young and just and honoring that because I think we get to adult life and we're like these adults and then sometimes like I've had moments where my friends are like Simone I can totally see your inner child out out right now um so yeah sometimes I just honor like I go back to what she needed um and taking care of her um so that will be through like my creativeness my dancing um like the foods that I eat it's so like weird but yeah I just like I really take time to just honor my inner child and and sit with her and give the need that she needs and I think it's really helped me grow rather than being stuck because they say sometimes the age that you're at the age that happened your your trauma is you can be stuck at that age yeah sometimes or and I and I I would say when I'm in moments of like fear or frustration or confrontation I definitely do see myself in my like my inner child coming out because I don't know how to deal with it where I'm like no Simone you're an adult it's okay you can express yourself or things like that um so yeah that's that's basically how I tend to honor and my my inner child um, because I think we all have it and I think as adults we just tend to forget what we used to like or do um so yeah totally thank you yeah I do you know I've just I mean I've always done a little bit of inner child but I've started exploring it more in the last Mm. couple of weeks and I'm just like actually maybe the last couple of months but it's been quite life-changing as in there are some there's some self-worth stuff just shifts when you get into it you're like you wake up the next day and you're like oh my god something is different it's amazing yeah yeah, no, 100%. It's just like, why did I do that? Okay, that's that. And like, oh, that makes sense. Or like, I, I do this because of that. Yeah, no, honestly, exactly. it's, it is amazing. 
Yeah, it's when you can understand your patterns of behavior and then yeah. it really And I'm quite and self-aware with that. Like I'm very much I know I do this because of this and it, mm. it, it sometimes I'm so annoyed that I'm so self-aware because I can't I have to take accountability. I can't just be like, "Oh, no, I don't know." No, Simone. <laughs> you know why? <laughs> Honestly, totally. what's I'm always like, "Oh, like, oh, man, <laughs> it's like I've done the thing is I've done the work. I've worked in like rehabs and stuff, so I've had to help other people. So it's like I can't get away from it. It's like, "No, Simone, check check your own check your own shit you know you know what you need to do and I'm like oh, damn it <laughs> I love that. I love that. Oh, Simone, I have loved hearing your three defining moments. Oh, um, thank you. But before you go, I've got a few quick fire questions for you. Oh, I love a f- I love fire questions. Okay. <laughs> so the first one is your most memorable book. Oh, my most memorable book is um, "You Can Heal Your Life" by Louise Hay because that was my first um, self development book that I picked up. Oh. Love, I love her. So good. Um, yeah. Your favorite quote? Uh, the point of power is in the present moment. And I've recently got another one. Sorry, I've got two. Um, silence can't be misquoted. Mm. Oh, I love that. So love sometimes, yeah, your silence can't be misquoted. So that, yeah, that's an interesting one. And I thought that's a good one sometimes. Because sometimes if I'm f- fired up, Sometimes I, I just speak my mind, but it's like, no, those are the moments sometimes things can be misquoted. So, yeah, I've got that totally. one. Totally. <laughs> Your most influential mentor? Oh, oh it's got to be um, Maya Angelo. She's amazing. I remember in my teen years, I read her poem called Still Our Eyes and it stayed with me. Um, yeah, she's a, she's an amazing um, woman and I loved her poetry and writing. It was very healing for me. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, your go-to feel-good film? <laughs> the Lion King. <laughs> oh, my God. What a film. Yeah. What a choice. I love The Lion King. But then as a, a good chick flick, the sweetest thing is with Cameron Diaz. Um, I can't remember the other two actors, but that makes me laugh. It's such Maybe a I should watch that tonight. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I only realised the other day. So, yeah, the sweetest <laughs> thing. It's so good. Such a good chick flick. A moment where you felt most proud? Um, when I, when I, when I uh, spoke out. A song that cheers you up? Oh, oh, I, oh, Roxy, I'm a lover of music. I'm not going to say a song, but genuinely anything, 90s, R&B is, is everything for me. I love a bit of my Carey, like, sweet fantasy, baby. Like, yeah, I just, that those are my feel good <laughs> 90s r and I love your energy. <laughs> um, <sighs> top tip for dealing with stress. My top tip for dealing with stress is get it out of your head and write it down and then go outside for a walk and come back to it because when I'm overwhelmed I can't get anything done like I can't get anything done so get it out on paper go for a walk and then come back and be and prioritize like okay what can I actually physically do what can I prioritize because yeah so get it out on paper write it all out go for a walk come back and be like okay this is this is this is what I can do. This is what I may need help with, and this is what 
you and if you can't if you have no this is my thing is control and if you can't control it then let it go if you actually there's nothing you can do about it you've got to let it go there's only so much we can actually do oh my god yeah this is the ultimate anti-stress ritual yeah. from Simone right there <laughs> that's all you need right? <laughs> I love it <laughs> one thing you'd like to achieve in the next year oh one thing I'd like to achieve is uh like my, my podcast my trauma my healing project and just really creating a safe place for people to you know be um inspired by others people's journey so yeah yes oh i'm genuinely so excited for you i can't tell you thank you um my last question for you is who is the first person you called to share good news my mom even though sometimes she doesn't even know (laughs) what it is (laughs) oh my god i love her so yeah i call my mom and then she'll just oh my mom's irish she'll be like oh that's good that's really good i said mom you don't know what it is do you you don't (laughs) So yeah, I we have I kind of tell my brothers as well. We have a family group chat, so I put it in the group chat. But my mum will just not like I'll have to break it down. But oh, it's fine. So I'll be up. so excited, and then I've got to break it down and kind of explain to her. But yeah, she's <laughs> hilarious. Oh, it's like, oh, my gosh. I'm like mum. <laughs> yeah, but my mum. <laughs> Oh, Simone, thank you so much for your story, your energy. You actually genuinely inspired me to have a really self-care healing night tonight. I feel like your energy is telling me that. I'm going to journal. I'm going to bath. I'm going to do some inner Simone work. Some inner, I like that. Oh, that's cute. (laughs) (laughs) We have to find time to do it. I always find time to do it. But um, I always say to people, like, I know it may seem like it looks all pretty, but honestly, I'm trying to keep (laughs) myself afloat here and sane. (laughs) So everyone sees me posting my cute little candles. I'm like, honestly, guys, I'm breaking (laughs) here right now. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. (laughs) Thank you so, so much, lovely. And thank Thank you for being a guest on the moments that made me thank you for having me planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. 
And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.